I'm, uh, I, in other words, pretty soon I'm gonna quit working and uh, I'm putting everybody else to work. Amen? You can drive a lot more, right? Okay, all right. Okay. Amen. Uh, I want you to go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. The, um, well, I'll go ahead and turn this on. Okay, we are up here. Brother Wayne? Good, all right. Daniel chapter 1, verse 6 is where we're going to be looking. Look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 6. Um, this is kind of the theme of today, and so I, I'm just going to continue in it. And, and you'll understand that hopefully there in just a few minutes. But it says, Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel, look at verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless. Holy Spirit, I ask you to please to guide my mind and my thoughts. Lord, you know that I've, I've, I've worked, I've prayed. Dear God, I ask you please. Spirit of God, fill me and direct my mind. Don't let me say anything but what would glorify you. Lord, I pray that you please allow me to be a help and blessing to someone here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I do want to make a little announcement. We have a new grandbaby, amen. Yesterday morning, finally, sent my wife there a week ago, and finally the baby came. I told her when I said her, I said, they're telling you the baby's going to come in 24 to 48 hours. I said, you'll be there a week before it comes, and I am a prophet. And so, uh, but we got a new little baby girl, number 22. We don't have names, we just number them. So, number 22. And also, we had another birth yesterday. Uh, our church had a part in another birth. We support uh, Mike and Brooke Williams in Ghana, Africa. And not yesterday, I'm sorry. This morning, uh, probably about, oh, I don't know, about 10 hours ago, a new birth. And a, a new church was started in the village uh, of, of Dumpa. A new, new church began today. And so... Uh, Got to see a picture of the crowd and the people that were there from the village that was there. So we have a part in that. Psalm chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. You don't have to turn to it. If you'd like to, turn to it and mark it. But it's kind of a unique couple of verses here. It says this. It says, Thou hast proved mine heart. Were you... The young man sitting beside you, tell me your name. I'm sorry? DeMarcus. DeMarcus. Okay, DeMarcus. Have I met you? All right, okay. Yes. That's close enough to being a visitor. All right. Now, now he's a member? That means he's a member then, yeah. 
All right. Psalm 17, verse 3 says, Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. That's an incredible statement. But notice what he says. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Remember, Daniel purposed in his heart. And here it says, I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. I'll talk about this verse a little bit more in just a minute, but it's a very unique verse. But today we honor a man today, but we honor that man because he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Today we honored Brother Felton and and very simply, the only reason he's being honored today, truly, is because he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. He, as we, would be nothing if it was not for Jesus Christ. So we're not lifting up a man and saying, this is some wonderful, great... No, we lift up Christ. And the scripture says, if I be lifted up, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And Jesus was lifted up in the life of Alfred J. Felton. And, and when Jesus was lifted up in his life, he was drawn to Jesus. But then something else took place. He purposed in his heart. At age of 13 and 14 years of age, he trusted Christ. And from that point in his life, Christ became his life in bringing others to the knowledge of Christ, whether it was military personnel or public school young people or Christian school young people. This man is an example of what men should be. And what men could be if they would give their lives to Christ. But also, listen, and this is the, the fallacy that much of Christianity is making today. That's where they would stop. And say, we could, you could be an Alfred J. Felton if you would give your life to Christ. But let me take it a step further. Salvation is the foundation. But listen to me. If you're going to be an Alfred J. Felton and a Mrs. Martha Felton, what you're going to be, you're going to have to purpose in your heart that you're not going to defile yourself. He purposed in his heart to serve God and not to defile himself. She purposed in her heart to serve God and not to defile herself. Every man, woman, or child that walks through these doors or walks on the streets of Memphis today could be what Alfred and Martha Felton are. You could. Everybody could be. Everyone could be in there at 20 years of age or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or yes, even 80 years of age, still love each other and still love the Lord. Amen. Salvation must come. The foundation of their lives is salvation in Jesus Christ. And, and listen, you can just see it in their spirit. You can see it in their smile. You can see it in their countenance. You can see it in other... Look, the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit when someone is saved. And, but I'm telling you, salvation is the foundation. But sadly, many trust Christ as Savior, but do not have the light that the fountains have, have found or the light that is available to every Christian. 
You have no hope for this life without Christ. But listen to me, but you have no hope or happiness in this life if you do not purpose yourself to follow God and God's word. We must purpose to hear and heed the conviction of the Holy Spirit concerning sin and the weights in our lives. I've I've asked thousands and thousands of military young men and women, I asked them this question, if they want to marry someone who loves them and stay married and stay in love all of their days. And listen, I've never had one that tell me, no, I don't want that. They all say yes. But I want you to notice what it says back in verse 3 and 4, Psalm chapter 17 that we read. It said in Psalm chapter 17, verse 3, Thou hast proved my heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I am purposed. But then he says that something amazing. Uh, He says, concerning the works of men by the word of thy lips, he says, I have kept. Watch this. I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. We so often would say, God, I will keep me from the path. No, God said this. The psalmist said, no, I have kept me from the path. Can I tell you, whether we get on the path of the destroyer or stay on the path of God, it really comes down to us. It's our decision. Now, we can't do anything without God's help and God's strength, but God says, first, he can't do anything with us unless we step forward. He said, you got to choose the path, then I will strengthen you in the path. You must keep you from the destroyer. God will protect and build a hedge of protection about you, but only if you purpose not to tear down the hedge yourself. And now, I said it's going to be I'm keeping this Reader's Digest condensed version. I'm going to give you an illustration that I hope will be clear. Pardon me while I set this up. What we have here is we have Brother Felton, and we have most every other Christian that got saved at 13 or 14 years of age when you did. And if we could find, I doubt he was the only 13, 14-year-old young person that got saved about that time in that church. But, I, but there's all over this nation, multitudes at the same time period got saved. But where are their lives now? Now what happens is, is that here's what we do. Salvation comes, and it's clean, and it's pure, and it's good. And salvation came to Brother Felton. Now, here's what is just such a simple illustration, but I'm going to show you what destroys our lives. This is what happens to us and it's the decision that we will make and it's such a simple little illustration but what happens is is that after salvation this person makes a decision and that decision it comes down to one thing they're going to purpose in their heart to live for God 
purpose in their heart to live for holiness and righteousness, purpose in their heart live, live according to the word of God. But I'll be honest with you, most don't have that purpose. At the most, what we'll do is forgive me because, but we may say, well, I'll go to, you know, I'll go to church sometime on Sunday morning. And that's a good thing because we go to church a little bit on Sunday morning and we get a little bit of refreshing. But Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, what happens? The things we listen to, the things that we watch, the things that we say, the things that we do, just start filling up our life with trash. You say, well, those temptations don't come to Brother Felton, didn't come to Brother Felton. Oh, yes, they did. There was just a little bit of difference. You see, Brother Felton said, I got to live in this world, but I don't have to be of this world, so I'm on purpose in my heart not to defile myself. He said, you know what, I'm going to set up a filter called the Word of God that I'm going to read the Word of God every day. He said, yes, you know what, I'm going to come to church every time the door's open. That means I'm going to get all I can get out of Sunday school. I'm going to get all I can get out of church Sunday morning. I'm going to get all I can get out of church Sunday night. I'm going to come back Wednesday night. I'm going to go visit on Saturday. He said, you know what, because God saved me, and I'm going to try to give back to him. But not only that, I'm going to purpose in my heart not to defile myself. And if I'm going to purpose in my heart not to defile myself, I've got to keep, you know what i got to keep? i got to keep pouring in good things every day of the week. Every day of the week, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to beg God for his guidance. I'm going to just keep following God. And you say, Brother Hooker, uh, it still looks a little dingy. That's because all of us are imperfect. But let me tell you something. You got to decide I'm not going to defile myself. Because, oh yeah, we had a little bit now. Oh, it's been like three weeks. Let's go back to church. And while during that three weeks, guess what we were doing? Things we were thinking, things we were watching, things we were saying. Oh, my goodness. We were just filling up. Here's Brother Felton. Honey, we, we got to get up. You better hurry up. We're going to be late for Sunday school. He was teaching the Word of God to children. He was reading the Bible. He was praying. And he said, you know, some people think it's overkill to go to church so much, but I think I can't make it to 80 without the Word of God. Without purposing in my heart that when the garbage comes... I'm not letting it in. And I can't tell you, some of it's going to sift in anyway because we're human. But if you don't purpose in your heart, 
This is what's coming in. And sadly enough, there's people that got saved same time Brother Felton did and years after. And this is their life. And many of you, you look at me and you say, Brother Hooker, what can I do? I want my children to have the right kind of life. I want them to marry like the Feltons did, stay married through life. I want them to serve God. I want them to have peace and joy in their heart. I just showed you the answer. You got a purpose in your heart. Don't let the garbage in and the whole time you just keep putting God's righteousness. Oh yeah, we about forgot it's been a month or so. I went back to church. Must be doing good, right? How good do you think we're doing? Now the question comes, folks. Which life are you building? My Reader's Digest condensed version. Which life are you building? Now you can go ahead and blame, when you end up here, you can blame it on everybody else. And you can blame it on the church. You can blame it on the government. You can blame it on society. But can I tell you, Daniel purposed in his heart that he might not defile himself. Hey, but Daniel's situation is different from mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Daniel was a slave. Daniel was a slave to maybe one of the most wicked men that ever lived. Daniel had no rights. But he purposed in his heart so much, he said, I'm still going to do all I can to stay pure. God's word said that we read, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. This life is being destroyed. This life is still as strong as it ever was. This man's been running PE class. 80 years of age, and he's running PE class. 80 years of age, and he's involved in everything that goes on. 80 years of age and fighting cancer, and he's still involved in everything that goes on. 80 years of age fighting cancer, and he smiles more than most of us ever think about smiling. And he loves everybody, and he hugs everybody. The simple answer to a life of fulfillment for Christ is right here. This little bit into God and a whole lot into the world, it's just not the answer. When you purpose in your heart, 
The first question would be, do you have the foundation? The foundation is Jesus Christ. If you're sitting here this morning, do you really know for sure you're going to heaven? Have you trusted Christ? Because without Christ, there's no hope. If you have the foundation, will you purpose in your heart not to defile yourself? And can I beg you, folks, start listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, He will speak to you, and not everything is okay. Satan counterfeits everything that God created. Look, I I don't care what it is out there, Satan counterfeits everything God created. So that means that everything that you have access to, there's something good and there's something evil. There's a movement to say that music is amoral. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Music cannot be amoral. Satan was created a musical creature. He was created to worship God with his music. As the ultimate spit in the face of God, Satan has taken the purpose of his creation and he counterfeited it. So let me tell you, folks, there's some music that's not for us. It's the, we're damaging our very selves when we don't filter it. There are some things we shouldn't watch. There's some things we should not think. There's some things we should not say. There's some jokes we should not utter. There's things we need to purpose in our heart. And can I tell you, bless God, there's something God says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more. We need the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I'm not looking for attendance. I'm not looking for a crowd. I'm looking for lives not to be this. And I know what God has done for me. And I would dream that God would give me another 20 years to be married to my wife until I'm 80. And I would dream of being able to serve God that way. But it won't happen for me even from this point forward unless I stay. Purposed in my heart. If you have the foundation, will you purpose in your heart not to defile yourself, defile your life? Will you purpose in your heart to keep yourself from the path of the destroyer? You tell me which is the better life and which one of these are you headed toward right now? That's what you got to speak to God about. That's what the Holy Spirit would be speaking to you about right now. Like for us all to stand, heads bowed and eyes closed, and 